Hello. Happy Friday. Oh, my voice is a little scratched this morning. Welcome back to the pod and another Friday coffee chat episode. If you didn't listen to last week's first ever Friday coffee chat episode, uh, this is just my little Friday thing where I talk about random crap and everything and nothing and hopefully make you laugh once or twice or make you think about something interesting. But that's about it. This won't be very educational. It's just, you know, two gals sitting down, having coffee, the second gal being you, sipping coffee and shooting shit and having a good time. So happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. I am once again not sipping a coffee on this Friday Coffee Chat podcast. I am sipping a big fat smoothie in my giant mason jar with my little very extra stainless steel straw. And it is, in fact, the most delicious strawberry smoothie I've ever made. Um, it is, I have four smoothies that are going in the recipe book that no one's supposed to know about. And this is one of them. And it is just, like, the thickest. It's like, it tastes like a strawberry milkshake, honestly. Like, I'm having a strawberry milkshake for breakfast. And I'm not mad about it. I would I, sh- I would be drinking. I had coffee yesterday. I had a very good coffee yesterday. I put it was like the whole nine. It had my egg yolks. It had my collagen. Had a little maple syrup. It had my raw milk. Some cinnamon. It was amazing. But I just I don't know. I just haven't been craving coffee lately, which is so weird because I literally craved coffee every single day for the last like five months and I didn't crave like the caffeine I just craved the taste of coffee like there was nothing more exciting to me to wake up in the morning and just drink a warm soul nourishing cup of coffee it just it brought me so much joy and then all of a sudden since we have gotten back from Europe I have zero desire to drink coffee oh I only did yesterday because I was really cold and I wanted something warm But I just haven't really craved coffee, which I think is so interesting. And I'm not mad about it because I don't really want to be drinking coffee. My gut doesn't love it that much. And so I'm glad that I have been craving it. And I've been, my morning drinks, I've had a rotation. Let me tell you the whole rotation. So I will either every single morning have my water with my, um, I made these ice cubes. I talked about them in a different episode. I don't know which one. I made these. I fr- so, okay, I took a blender and I put in the blender a, a, like a whole lemon without, I, I skinned it. What's the word? I peeled it. So a peeled lemon, a peeled lime, um, a peeled like fresh ginger root and a few cloves of garlic. And I blended that up and I put them into little ice cube, tra- in little silicone ice cube trays. And I'll pop one of those in my water each morning to make a little gut happy digestion supportive morning water and I'll put a little raw honey in there. So I've been loving that, which by the way, if you do make that, I made a vital mistake <laughs> the first time and I poured, there's a garbage truck driving by, so it's gonna be loud. But I poured like a pretty solid amount of that concentrate into each ice cube tray and I put the entire ice cube in one in my water one morning and it, almost gave me a heart attack. That concentrate is a lot stronger than you think it is. And so a very little goes a long way. So what I ended up doing the second time is I diluted it with water and then poured it into the ice cream trays. And that was much better. So if you make it, just a little tip. But anyway, so that's my first morning drink. And then 
The other one that will be on rotation is, this is gonna, well, I guess this won't be a surprise to you, but this is a surprise to me just saying it because I never, ever, ever thought I would drink this. But like, what was it? Eight months ago, this company called Peak Life, I think that's how you pronounce it, sent me their matcha packets. And I don't like matcha. I literally never drink matcha. And so when they sent them to me, I was like, okay, whatever. I put it in um, in my cabinet and I honestly never touched them. And I was planning to give them to a friend who I thought would love them. But then they just kind of sat in my cabinet, untouched. And then I kept seeing these people on Instagram raving about them. And I'm like, I got, I got influenced, you know? The influencers influenced me. And I was like, let me just try it. So I pulled it out of the cabinet and they sent me like the matcha powder, but then also this like uh, electrolyte powder that was like a little like light berry flavor. And I first just put the matcha in, I tasted it and I was like, well, this tastes like dirt. But like, it tastes like dirt kind of in a good way. Like I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll drink this. But then I mixed in the electrolyte little pink powder with it. And the combination is just the most immaculate morning drink. It is so good. So that's been on rotation. And then, and then if I don't do either of those, I'll usually just have like warm raw milk with a few little thingies in it. So those have been my three morning drinks. I don't know how I even got on this topic. Oh, those are, yeah, those have been my coffee alternatives. And then I'll usually have a big smoothie or whatever I want for breakfast. Maybe I'll get back into drinking a coffee. I don't know. I did just see that Purity Coffee just came out with a one-third calf blend. So it's like one-third the amount of caffeine, which I thought was really interesting. I don't even drink coffee for the caffeine, so I don't know why I couldn't just go and drink decaf. I have like some weird aversion to decaf coffee. I don't know why. Um, but they came out with the one-third calf, which looked pretty cool. So if you're a coffee gal but trying to wean off the coffee the coffee <laughs> if you're trying to wean off the caffeine maybe go check that one out i think they called it like balance or something something bougie like that in other news i am by myself got the whole house to myself again if you listened to last week's episode jesse was going out of town a little work trip i was pretty stoked because i got to blast Taylor Swift and do all kinds of fun things in the morning and just have a good old time by myself. I, I really do enjoy my alone time um, as much as I absolutely love Jesse, but I, I have fun when I'm alone. You know, it's just, it's a good time. But anyways, he came home for two days and now he's back out again on another trip for like five days. So just me here again, just, you know, doing my morning jams and my morning dances and just trying to keep myself busy. I will say I save so much time in my day when I'm not also having to feed a adult man that is training for a psycho triathlon. The fact that I don't have to cook for him, I make so much less food. It's amazing. Save so much time. I swear I will make this man lunch and then like two hours later, he'll come into the kitchen and be like, so can I have a snack? And I'm like, bro. Our grocery bill, it's going to be high. It's going to be high because this man eats like a horse. But it's okay. I do miss him very much and I'm excited for him to come back home and be back home for a while because when he is home, you know what that means. 
we will be starting the podcast studio renovations, which if I think I talked about that in the last Friday chat episode, I talked about it on some podcast episode, but we're renovating our shed into a podcast studio and I am quite literally over the moon about it. It is going to be the most exciting thing ever and I'm going to paint it pink and it's going to be the cutest little podcast studio you ever did see. Oh my gosh. Also, I have the funniest, most embarrassing story to tell you today. I literally wrote it down so that I would remember to tell you because I was like, someone needs to hear this story. So I have made a resolution for myself that when, okay, well, here's the backstory. Actually, no, let me just tell it. I made a re- resolution for myself that whenever I see a girl in public and I like think in my head like, oh my gosh, love her outfit or wow, her hair is so cute or something like that, that I will tell her. And I made that because whenever I'm in public and someone says something like that to me, I will literally think about it for the next five days. I'll dream about it. Like it makes me so happy <laughs> when I get a compliment from a stranger. It's just like the sweetest thing ever. And so I was like, I need to be that person more. Cause there are so many times that Jesse and I will be walking somewhere and I'll like whisper to him like, oh, I love that girl's shoes or wow, that girl is like so gorgeous or whatever. And I'm like, dang, I should tell that girl that. I should hype her up because you know, we could all use a little extra hyping up these days. And so I decided that's what I was gonna do. So a few days ago, I am in the gym. And there is this girl wearing the cutest gym outfit. Okay, she's got like the matching leggings and and uh, like shirt combo, and it's this like beautiful brown color, and I I just love it. I think it's the cutest gym outfit, and I'm like, okay, I made my commitment to myself. I have to tell her. And also, she looked kind of like. She looked nervous, like she was nervous to be in the gym. She kind of seemed like she didn't, I don't know. She just seems a little bit timid. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna tell her that I like her outfit. She's gonna feel more confident in the gym. This is gonna be great. The only problem was that every person that is in the gym is wearing headphones. And so this girl was wearing headphones. She had like her AirPods in. But I was like, it's fine. I'll just, you know, at some point, like, you'll make eye contact and I'll just be like, oh my gosh, love your outfit. And she'll be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and I was I was working out next to her. So it wasn't like I was like awkwardly like following her. Like I just happened to be working out right next to her. And so like a few minutes go by and I'm like, dang, how do I get this girl's attention to tell her? Like, I'm literally cringing while I'm telling the story. Literally living it back, I think is worse than the actual experience that I went through. (laughs) But so I'm like, okay, let me just like make eye contact with her. And then, you know, there's like that thing where you like make eye contact with someone and you can tell they're about to say something to you. So you take out your headphones. I make eye contact with her and it's like the most awkward thing ever because she didn't remove her headphones. But now I'm like, okay, well now I can't look away because I like, I don't like I don't I, I get really awkward in social situations when I like don't know what to do. And so instead of just looking away like a normal person, I like kept staring at her and like we just like kind of were like still making eye contact. And then I was like I like 
basically I said to her, because I was like, you know, her headphones are still in, but maybe her music's slow. I was just like, oh, I love your outfit. And she takes her headphones out. And I guess her music was very loud. So she didn't hear what I said. And she thought that I thought I maybe knew her from somewhere. <laughs> so this girl takes out her headphones and goes, oh my gosh, hey, like, haven't seen you in a while. Like, how are you doing? As like pretending that she knows me because she's she's ner like nervous that she is supposed to know me, but she can't remember. And so she's like, oh, but you could tell she was like really uncomfortable and awkward. And she was just like, oh, like, how are you? Like, haven't seen you in so long. And I literally, my brain malfunctions and and just glitches. And the only thing that I can think to come out of my mouth is, oh, 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 oh I, 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 I just wanted to tell you that I liked your, I liked your outfit. And she goes, oh, thanks. And then puts her headphones back in and walks away. And I wanted to sink into a hole, into the floor, and disappear. Because <laughs> I, it was so uncomfortable and so awkward. Jesse was like a few feet away from me and just laughing his ass off because that was, it was a very special interaction. <laughs> and now I'm afraid to ever tell a girl I like her outfit again because what if it's that awkward? It's, it's fine. I'm still going to do it. But... That's what I get for, for trying to give a girl a compliment. That, that's what I get. It's funny because I'm like, I'm a textbook Enneagram 7. And if you don't know the Enneagram, well, first of all, you should. Because it's like my favorite thing in the entire world. I freaking love the Enneagram. Like, I wish every person's Enneagram number was tattooed on their forehead. It's just so fun. Like, like you can know so much about a person just by knowing their Enneagram number. And it's not like, oh no, it's putting you in a box. Like it's like pinpointing you into this like very specific thing. It's not. The Enneagram is so like fluid and there's, it's so like, there's so many different pieces to every, every Enneagram number. I should probably describe this. If you don't know what the Enneagram number, the Enneagram is, it's a personality test, which do not cringe when you hear personality tests. I hate personality tests, but I freaking love the Enneagram. It has eight different types and their category, like they have numbers. And they're the, it's basically, I'm going to butcher this so badly explaining it, but it essentially characterizes, how do I even say this? You, so you have your personality, but your personality is dictated by your core fear and your core motivator. And it's like, there's like, it's, there's actually like science behind it and stuff. It's like this old Greek thing or whatever. It's freakishly accurate. Like when you figure out what your Enneagram number is and then you go read, like take a real deep dive and go down the rabbit hole and it's like, oh, what is this type's core fear? And like, what does that mean for this? And like, it tells you like what personality traits you take on when you're in a state of stress or when you're in like an unhealthy state and then what personality traits you take on when you're in a healthier state. It's like reading your freaking diary. I... I learned, it's amazing because when I first learned about it, which is like, I don't know, 10 years ago. No, not that long ago, like seven years ago. It literally was so healing for me because it helped me understand like, oh yeah. So like, here are some of your personality traits. Like for example, 
A very characteristic thing of Enneagram 7s is that we like to kind of jump between a lot of things. We like to, you know, like dip our toe in the water. So it's like, oh, I'll, I'm going to try this hobby and I'm going to get so excited about it. And then I'm probably going to go find a new hobby and then I'm going to go find another one. And we, we just like to do lots of different things. And I, that has always been something that I thought was wrong with me. Like, I remember seeing people who would be able to like do one thing and go all in on it and stick to it and like become an absolute, like the best of the best in that thing. And they would get so excited about doing that. And that did not excite me. And those are Enneagram threes, but the thought, like I wanted to do something until the point where it wasn't really fun anymore. And then I wanted to find a new thing. And I literally thought that there was something wrong with me until I realized that that was just part of my personality. And there were so many different things like that, that when I learned, like I, when I saw them all fit together, I was like, oh my gosh, it was so healing to know these parts of me that I thought were bad. were not good or bad. They were, they just were. And then it also, you know, helps you see, oh dang, yeah, when I'm in a state of stress, like I totally take on these different emotions and it, it, I'm explaining it so badly, but it really helps you to see yourself from a 30,000 foot view and be able to look like objectively at like the way your personality functions in so many different ways and like what the core motivator is behind a lot of your actions. And I don't know, it's very healing. I use things from the Enneagram in my every single day life and I just love it, but that's a whole tangent about the Enneagram. I recommend you take it. If you can, so you could either like go take a test to find out your Enneagram type, but I feel like the tests are a waste of time because most of the time you can just read all the different types and you'll know. There's a book that you can get. It's called The Road Back to You and it talks really in depth about the Enneagram. So if you want to take that deep dive, go for it. But also you can just go to like the Enneagram and you can dive into like the different types there. And it's also really cool because it'll show you like, oh, these are how two different types interact in a relationship. And if you find your type and your person's type and read it, again, it's like reading your freaking diary. It's so cool. And it shows you like the pitfalls of that kind of relationship. And obviously it's going to be nuanced to every different person. Like I'm not saying that I'm a seven and you're a seven and we're the exact same person and we function the same. No. And like it... You know, it's it, it, what's also cool is they have this whole range of like, okay, I'm a seven, but here's like the six different types of seven, depending on how healthy I am right now. So like if I'm in a very mentally unhealthy state, I'm going to be on this end of the scale. And this is the way that my personality is going to show up versus this part of the, And it's like this whole continuum, which it's like ever evolving and it's really cool. But all that being said. Enneagram is fantastic. I'm a seven. Jesse's also a seven. I'm a seven wing six. He's a seven wing eight, if you know what that means. Um, but it's pretty cool. <clears throat> but anyways, where I was going with that was that I am a textbook Enneagram seven, but going up to people in public and talking to them scares the crap out of me. Like I am not extroverted in that way. I <laughs> hate doing that kind of stuff. So that's why it was very hard for me to go tell a girl I liked her outfit, but I did it. And I was very proud of myself, even if it was the most awkward experience ever. On a more serious note, 
I, not serious, but on a less embarrassing story note, I want to tell you about an epiphany that I had yesterday evening because I was, I, so I like had a whole plan for my work day yesterday and it didn't like things just like weren't working out. I was doing things, but they weren't working. And so around two o'clock, I got pretty frustrated not frustrated, but just like scatterbrains. And when I get to a place where I'm a little bit stressed out, I tend to be very unproductive. It's like, I can't focus on a task. I get brain fog. And so the best thing for me to do in that moment is take a step back. And so, you know, I kept trying to do things for a few hours, but around like four o'clock, I was like, okay, I need to just call it quits for the day, be done working, or at least go take a break for a while. And I had these things, there was, there was like a few things that I wanted to do. Cause also the thing, and this is an Enneagram thing, <laughs> when I get um, very stressed out or overwhelmed, I also become a perfectionist. And if you know the Enneagram seven turn, get takes on uh, qualities of the one when they're in a state of stress. And so I become a perfectionist. I see things in black and white. Like I cannot, I, I, it's, it's weird. And so I was in the state of stress and I just started seeing everything like so black and white. Cause I was like, oh, well I haven't even, I haven't gotten my workout for the day. I need to go, you know, do some cardio. But if I want to do cardio, I have to go for an hour long walk or an hour long rollerblade. And oh shoot, I still have to go do my sauna session. But to go sit in the sauna, I need to be in there for like this amount of time. And then, oh man, I really wanted to finally do pottery tonight because I've been avoiding my pottery wheel. But that means I have to do this and this and this and this. And it was all of a sudden I, like the, all these things that were supposed to be good for me and bring me joy and be healthy to my body. I was seeing all these things in such an unhealthy way because it was this to-do list of perfect things that I had to check off. And I was like, okay. Let me just take a little bite-sized piece of all these things. And instead of only being able to do probably one of them, because I'm so stressed about doing it perfectly and having all the time in the world to make these things perfect, let me just do a little bit of all of them and be okay with not doing it perfectly at 100%. And so I went, drove to the sauna, which is like two minutes away from me. And I sat in there for 15 minutes and then I drove home. I went out on my walk and I took a probably a 25 minute walk around the block. It felt so good that, you know, got sun on my skin, got movement, got blood flow. It made me feel so good. 25 minutes, I came home and I went outside and it brought out my pottery wheel and I literally did pottery for maybe 20 minutes, literally no more than that. I put on some music, I did 20 minutes of pottery, which if you ever do pottery, you know that's a very short session. But I, at the end of all of these things, felt like a brand new person. I felt so accomplished, I felt so healthy. And it just made me remember, like we do not, need to do all of these things perfectly. And when you're trying to do everything perfectly and you end up 
only being able to do one thing because it has to be perfect 100%, you're going to feel so much better if you can just take bite-sized pieces of all the things that are on your list or that you feel like you need to do in that day. I don't know if this is making any sense, but like me being able to get a little sauna session in, get a little walk in, get a little bit of pottery. I felt so accomplished. I felt so happy. I felt like a brand new person versus if I had just forced myself to like go out on an hour long walk. But the whole time I'm on the walk, all I'm doing is thinking about the fact that I'm not in the sauna and that I didn't have time to do pottery. And it's like somehow you accomplish this quote unquote perfect thing, but then you're still in such a scarcity mindset of all the things that you didn't do. And it's just such a waste of this negative mental energy when you're supposed to be doing something that's positive and making you feel better. And it's just such a weird thing. So I was really proud of myself for being able to do that and feel okay with that because that's something I definitely always have struggled with. And the other random thing, which I think is so funny that I noticed in my brain yesterday was how when I, so there, you know, there's these two different pieces of my brain. There's like work Kyla where like, okay, I need to get all these things done. I need to, you know, I have a lot of work to do, but then there's also the like health Kyla of like, I need to get my grounding and I need to get my sunshine and my movement. And those are two complete opposite things because 95% of my work tasks involve me sitting. So not moving in front of a computer. And yeah, I can go sit outside. Yeah, I can, but like most of the time, like I'm gonna be sitting at my desk in front of a computer, not moving. And that stresses me out a lot. Cause I'm like, dang, you know, I haven't gotten my grounding. I need to go move my body. I need to do this. But then when I go do those things, when I go, for, when I like take a break in the middle of my work day to go for a walk, or I go sit outside for 10 minutes in the grass to ground and take a sunshine break, All I can think of while I'm doing that is, crap, I need to get back inside. I need to start working. I'm being lazy right now. Or like, so no no matter which task I'm doing, I'm not happy because I'm working and all I can do while I'm working is think about how I need to be outside. And the second I go outside, all I can think about is the fact that I need to be working. And like, how freaking twisted is that? Like, it's such a waste of mental energy and of my joy when I can just never be satisfied with anything. And it's not that like, I'm like, always like, that's how I feel. But that's definitely something like when I get more stressed, I do struggle with those thoughts a lot. And I was just, I was just noticing them yesterday. And I was just thinking about like how absurd my thoughts were, which I think is a really cool thing when you're able to just kind of look at your thoughts from an objective point of view. And it's like, wow, these thoughts are they're crazy right now. They don't even make sense. Like, why am I giving weight and energy to these thoughts? So it was helpful for me to be able to recognize that and realize that they were stupid and helped me really pull myself out of that and also kind of created a plan for myself. Like, okay, when I'm working, I am going to be excited about my work and, and focus what I'm focusing on. And then when I go outside, I get to be present with that. But I, you know, need to find presence and joy in both those things if I'm going to be happy. So that was an interesting thing in my brain yesterday. A book that really helps me with managing the thoughts in my head and really having a different perspective on these things is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Yeah, Michael Singer. I 10,000% 
recommend reading that book. It is so good. And you'll never, like, you will read that book and then every single day for the rest of your life, you will think about it in some capacity of, like, a thought will come up in your head and you'll be like, oh, you know, that's, you know, learn that in the book. And, like, it, it just, it, I don't even know how words to describe it. Just go pick it up and read it. It is phenomenal. There are so many good nuggets in that book. So that's The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Michael A. Singer, something like that. But fantastic book. Anyways, those are my thoughts for today. That was my my coffee chat or my smoothie chat. I hope you enjoyed it. I am so glad you made it to the end of this episode if you did. Hopefully someone made it to the end of this episode. I hope you have the most amazing Friday. And I hope your amazing Friday also turns into the most amazing weekend. And that's it. I'm rooting for you. Make it the best one ever. And if you want to make my weekend the best one ever, I would love you so much if you left me a five-star review on this podcast. It would mean the world to me. Just, you know, just just something. If you have if you have an extra few minutes. <laughs> Thank you for listening and thank you for your review if you leave me one and thank you for supporting and love you.